Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Today's podcast is sponsored by SLI Systems, providers of intelligent site search and navigation solutions. Learn more at sli-systems.com and listen to their interviews at ecommercepodcast.com. Welcome to another edition of Practical E-Commerce Podcast. I'm Mitch Bettis, contributing editor for the magazine. We're talking today with Chuck Bankoff, the Director of Web Services for WSIEWorks.com. WSIEWorks is a design firm who helps merchants, e-commerce merchants, and other businesses develop websites for their online presence. And we're talking with Chuck today about a variety of issues. Namely, how do I go about selecting a developer for my website? What questions do I ask? How do I know I'm getting value for the work I'm doing? And stay tuned to the very end of the podcast because Chuck kind of issues his number one caution to people hiring developers. The number one thing they should look out for, especially when the topic in the conversation rolls around to price. How much should I be charged by a developer for developing my site? So he has a lot of good advice. We'll get into the interview here with Chuck Bankoff at WSIEWorks.com. We're talking today with Chuck Bankoff, the Director of Web Services for WSIEWorks.com. Chuck, we appreciate your time uh, talking with us today. Oh, thanks, Mitch. I'm uh, very happy to help. I I uh, often enjoy talking about what we do for a living and uh, how we do it and how it differs from, well, the way other people do it in the industry. Let's start with the notion that there, there are, and I guess I call them template factories, that are available on the Internet where if a merchant wants to go and, and purchase a, a page or several pages in a certain theme, he or she can do that at certain websites. At what level of e-commerce are those kind of template factories useful for a merchant? Well, you know, unfortunately, even the best templates look and feel like templates. However, templates do have the advantage of lower price and quicker deployment. Whenever possible, we prefer to offer our clients a custom design. If given the option, I, I would typically prefer a simple original design over even a high-end template. If I was forced to draw a line of uh, demarcation, I would suggest that the merchants that do not require a professional presence, an ultra-professional presence to move their inventory, would be okay with a template. There's nothing wrong with that. This might be the same merchant that, say, opts to use PayPal over a more professional appearance of, say, authorized.net type of service. Is it really then a kind of a personal preference to that site owner of how professional, how distinctive he or she wants to look within his marketplace to determine well, whether they use a, a template versus a custom design approach? 
Well, I would think in uh, in almost all cases, most merchants prefer, would, if they could afford it, prefer an original design. And quite frankly, the way we have it structured, we have a team of graphic designers on staff that it's not unreasonable for even a lower-end project to uh, to have a good custom creative design. Uh, in fact, one of the things that we do uh, sometimes is we may actually show our clients templates and see what, just to kind of gauge their level of preference. You know, do they want side navigation versus top navigation? What about the colors? What about uh, do they want something more dynamic with flash in it? That sort of thing. And we kind of use that as a catalog of different design possibilities, and then we go ahead and create an original design. But it's uh, what we find is not every merchant has kind of the um, aesthetic sensibilities to kind of use their imagination as to what their website might look like. So we have to kind of show them something, just to kind of kind of something to hang our hat on, so that we can kind of say, okay, the merchant, th- these are their expectations, and if we, we want to build something custom along these lines. So we, that's one of the ways that we use templates. We don't wind up using the template necessarily, but we wind up showing it to the, to the client so that they can kind of uh, kind of see some of the possibilities. Yeah, kind of an idea starter of sorts. So Exactly. Well, the notion of how to hire a web developer or web development team seems to baffle a lot of e-commerce merchants. And that it seems like such a daunting task because we don't really know even what kind of skill set we should be looking for, what questions we should ask. So uh, could you provide some tips there? What questions should I ask of someone if I'm considering them to be a a designer or developer for an e-commerce site I am launching? Yeah, sure. Um, Actually, I think there are really, there are three main things that I would look for. Uh, One is a track record, uh, longevity, you know, how long they've been in business, and uh, and support. I would want to see a portfolio of the designer's previous work. this comes to, you know, this is part of the track record, okay? I want to see that they have a history of putting out quality work. I'd want to make sure that the graphics meet my expectations and they can handle the functionality that I need. E-commerce in particular can require a high degree of technical knowledge and experience to set it up, and in some cases to maintain it. A good programmer can go a long way towards simplifying the process for the end user. Their track record also extends to their client satisfaction. Although there are often privacy issues, I think it's a fa- I think it's fair to ask a prospective designer for references or testimonials from previous clients. If I had a chance to talk with one of their references, I would of course want to know about the overall satisfaction. But I'd also want to know if the designer merely took orders or if they made suggestions and explained how the process works. You know, because the relationship that you have with uh, the designer is it, it, it's actually I don't know that people really value that for what it really is. Yeah. I'd also want to know how long they've been in business. You know, this type of industry, uh, this is the type of industry where underperformance uh, gets sorted out very quickly. <laughs> uh, the longer a design firm has been in business, the more likely it is that they have a track record of satisfied clients to be able to stay in business. Uh, I'd want to know that the designer will be around later if I have questions or problems or if I need to upgrade my web solution at a later date. And uh, finally, I, I guess where uh, e-commerce is concerned, support is a must. There, you know, there are just too many variables to contend with, you know, if you're left on your own. We typically include several hours of training and support with our e-commerce packages because it's important that our clients get off to a good start. You know, personally, I prefer to use the highest quality, most intuitive products available so our clients don't have to go you know, through hours of frustration that we could have avoided up front by you know, using a well-designed solution in the first place. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that the development team services what they sell. 
I would also probably default to a, a larger established firm. When I say larger, that does not necessarily mean a mega firm like a like an IBM or something like that. But I'm talking about you know I, I'm a, usually a little concerned with what we call Fred in the shed or basement Bob, you know the guy who sits around in his boxer shorts in his uh, parents' bedroom uh, churning out front page websites. You know because you know they they don't necessarily have the uh, resources to tend to to your needs. And, and although there are many talented one-person shops, they typically can get kind of overwhelmed, and they have a tendency to kind of cut corners or, or, or compromise delivery time. One question I've, I've frequently found myself asking, and I've heard other e-commerce merchants ask, is how much should I expect to spend on someone who's helping me develop a website? And I, I know there's some variables there based on the types of things I'm looking for, but are there any kind of barometers to know what is a good expectation of what I should pay a web designer? Yeah, well, you know what? It's kind of funny. I've actually picked up the phone in the past, and the first thing I hear on the other end is, how much does a website cost? <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, how much does food cost? You know, are, you, are we dining at McDonald's today, or are we eating uh, you know, lobster pot pot? You right, know, I mean, right. it, it really it's, it's contingent on what it is, that the, the, what the client's needs are. You know, it, it's consistent with the adage, you get what you pay for. You know, it's uh, absolutely possible to get taken advantage of in this industry, you know, which is why I recommend working with an established firm that's been and plans to be in business for quite some time. Uh, like I said earlier, I, the, the underperformers get, and cheaters get weeded out over a period of time. If someone's been in business for several years, there's a good bet that they're able to support their business with good business practices. Building a, building a great website is only one piece of the puzzle. I mean, did the designer have the resources to get that site found on the Internet, you know, on the major search engines? You know, I mean, you can build the uh, Van Gogh of websites, but if nobody goes there, it's like a, hanging it in a closet somewhere. You know? right. That's right. And quite frankly, I might actually be more wary about investing too little more than too much, I, basically because if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And the bottom line is, if your website doesn't generate a return on investment, no matter what the price, you've spent too much. So there's no, there's no one-size-fits-all. Uh, but I do caution, if you want, as a merchant, need a, you know, what looks to be a very comprehensive system, and you're getting a great price, well, something has got to give there. You know, there's a point where a designer who, who is so hungry for the work that they gave you a, a low-ball price uh, is not going to complete the job because they realize what they got themselves into over a period of time. That's why I advocate a more professional type of company that has the experience to take a realistic look at what it's going to take to do it right and offer a price contingent on what they're going to do for you. Is it critical that I work with a developer who is in my own town or my own region or working with someone who is perhaps out of town, out of county, out of state, out of country? Is that something that can be successful? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I actually have many clients who I've never personally met. I've never physically met them. I talk with them over the phone and email them so often I feel like they're longtime friends. This is a medium that lends itself to long-range relationships. Uh, ultimately, the, the fruit of the relationship will be seen online, and that is the way we approach the development. You know, we document everything via email and post the work that we do online so that our clients can see and test our work in its native environment. You know, realistically, uh, even our local clients rarely see a need for face-to-face -face meetings. I think, you know, certain milestones are essential. You know, we, we typically tie them into our fee schedule. In other words, we, we get paid as we produce. 
okay? And uh, you've got to be aware that, that this is a sword that cuts in both directions. It's often us who's uh, waiting for a response from our clients just to complete the task, you know? Uh, some of the things that you may want to be wary of, though, uh, because we do work with people all over the world, uh, time zone changes. There are certain uh, parts of the world where you only have a small window of opportunity where everybody's awake at the same time. <laughs> right. Often, and language barriers could be an issue. Uh, quite often, I mean, if you're working with someone who, like, I speak English. That's the only language I speak, and I write in English. And if I'm working with someone who English is their second language, first of all, I compliment them because they know at least one more language than I do. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, but quite often, I mean, if you, you use some um, phrases that mean something here in the U.S., they mean nothing to them there. You know, I mean, I could say something like, hey, that's in the ballpark, you know. That, that's an American type of phrase. That doesn't right. mean anything to someone in India. <laughs> or, you know, I mean, they don't, what is this ballpark, you know. So uh, those are the two things you got to consider if you're working internationally. Here in the U.S., I mean, we have clients all over the United States, and, uh, you know, our best, most successful projects uh, are not related to geography. Is there, is there anything else, any other tips or advice you could provide someone who is considering hiring a developer that perhaps we have not covered today? I would be weary about anyone who had a pre-established price for anything, okay, because that means they don't necessarily know what your needs are. Just like I tell you that uh, I have people call up and say, well, how much is a website? Well, it would be pretty irresponsible of me to just kind of throw out a number without even talking to them and knowing what they need. So I think that's probably my number one caution is if the, a developer doesn't take the initiative to learn about your business needs before quoting you a price, they have a preconceived idea of what they're going to sell you, not what you need. <laughs>